We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friend. I hope you are enjoying and celebrating being the unique aspect of the divine that you are. And if you've hung out with me ever before, you've probably heard one of my favorite quotes by Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And for me, I found as soon as I forget about one or other of these aspects, when I'm not really feeling engaged in this world, or if I'm only focusing on this world, I begin to suffer. I found it so vital for me to maintain my balance and sense of wholeness. Here's another quote that I love by Latsu. Be really whole and all things will come to you. I know as I've done the work I needed to become more whole, every aspect of my life has improved from my relationships to my health, my finances, and my career. I'm so excited to be having a conversation about what being really whole means, how being whole can help us in every area of our lives, and how we can attain our own personal wholeness. We're here with Courtney Whitehead. Courtney is a career coach and has assisted countless people in attaining their work goals from executive searches to counseling to career transitions through her positions at top executive recruiting firms and consulting companies. Her site, simplyservice.org, is an online community supporting the creation of spiritually centered work lives. Her new book, which I love, is called Working Whole. It shares how to unite your spiritual work and life. Um, spiritual work and work life. It provides a clear framework for making career decisions as it guides the reader through a transformative experience to become more creative, energized, observant, accepting of change, open-hearted, and fulfilled. And who doesn't want that? So Courtney, thank you for saying yes to a second show with us here this week on Empower Radio. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So I'd like to just start with what your definition, explanation, or understanding of wholeness is. Absolutely. I, there's a part of the book that uh, defines whole in, in the very beginning. And um, if, you, if you wouldn't mind, I'd read it because I, I think there's pieces that are often missed. Um, yes. So it says whole, adjective, all of entire, in an unbroken or undamaged state in one piece. Noun, mm -hmm. a thing that is complete in itself to all of something. Mm -hmm. uh, as I started writing the book, I came across that, that definition. And I think it is the part where it says in an unbroken, undamaged state that surprised mm -hmm. me. I, I've always thought of whole as just all of something um, versus almost the, the, the beautiful perfection that, that I imagined when I read that description. And, and so working whole is essentially working from that place of our spiritual identity that, that is beautiful and undamaged. Now, that's not all of our human experience, and, and I appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> so it's not you can't be working whole if you're still dealing with some things or still working through some pretty significant uh, baggage. You certainly can. Mm -hmm. um, but it's whether or not you're actually connected to your spiritual identity, whether or not you're fully connected to I am this beautiful, miraculous, wonderful thing, and so is everybody else. Um, and so is every other living being, and I'm connected in that space. Mm 
Uh, and from that, I'm willing to do the work of my life. And so that positioning is a very different uh, career or work orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, it moves you along the journey towards what is my life's work. And I don't think that needs to be any one calling where you're spending all kinds of time making lists and trying to figure out what's my one passion in life, the one thing I was meant to do on this earth. It's more about what will my body of work look like and and, and did I summon it from this wholeness? Did I summon oh, it from so the good. spiritual place that, that ultimately is meant to propel me through this life? Ah, that's so beautiful. And here's another quote that I got from your book. When we are working whole, it feels like a joy and honor to be doing our work, that the soul and the human self are getting what they want. And we are living a life of fulfillment and meaning. That to me is so beautiful. Yes, I want that. (laughs) (laughs) If there's one thing I want in the world of work, it is to eliminate this glorification of the grind. Yes. Uh, of the idea that you mm-hmm. find this passion and you're so passionate about it that you choose to live your life not sleeping, <laughs> not eating, giving everything to it, uh, avoiding your relationships and, and making them deteriorating. Um, and that that's supposed to be the de- definition of success. That's what you look at one day and say, oh, this person managed to make so much money. And so therefore it was worth what they traded in their life. Right. Um, and work whole, to your point, should be the joy and honor of your life, that when you are really in tune with the work you are in this moment feeling called to, um, so we can call it a calling for this moment, um, that you are feeling called to, it should be propelling you through life in a way that enhances all of your life experiences. Now, you most certainly might be spending more hours working and probably will be, um, but it shouldn't feel like an exhausting grind, like a, a gauntlet towards some objective that, that, that lacks surrender. Yeah. You know, I, um, years ago, uh, somebody said, Tam, you have the, the most intense work ethic I've ever seen. And I took that as the most profound compliment. And then I realized I'm getting sick. I'm, I'm on this durable wheel and it, it's not really propelling me towards anything. And I do feel like we live in such a masculine society and where, you know, that, that hard work is something that is admired and respected. And for me, coming into heart, love, relaxing to me are, are more of the qualities of the feminine. But I find now I'm very productive without efforting so much. And it's such a relief. Yes. And um, to your point, I'm very productive. You are probably more productive. Um, It's not to say (laughs) that you are going to, I love the work of my life right now. I'm in this unique, amazing moment where uh, the things that I am doing, uh, both both things with the book as well as uh, my other writing is just incredibly rewarding. But the fact of the matter is I have to sit down and write quite a bit um, Mm -hmm. and find time for work in addition to my job. Um, And so there are are these hours, but there's also time for rest. There's time for fun. There's time for joy. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to sit down and get started right away. It allows me to show up, uh, and it will for you as well, um, in meetings, in other environments, and in, in people pitching clients or just dealing with their boss or their coworkers in a way that actually is so much more positive and so much more authentic that you just get more done than if you were this tired, I'm dragging myself through through the grind um, because I'm proud of that. Yeah, I really think it's a, there's a difference between pushing ourselves and allowing, 
just the life force of uh, the universe to propel us. And and as yeah. I've tapped more into that, uh, yeah, it's definitely a more balanced, I think, uh, joyful way of being. And um, yeah, another quote of yours, that, and there's so many of them. I love this. Our spiritual identity empowers us to do all the things that our human self doubts we are capable of, which comes back to we're spiritual beings having human experience. We can really tap into that energy of our soul self and spiritual self, then it can really support our human self, which sometimes does experience doubt or fatigue or, you know, challenges. So I think it's just such a beautiful, um, another way of saying that, you know, we can align with our soul self and, and enjoy our human experience more when we, when we do this. Yes, yes. And, and, and we have to, the second part of the book is called Anchored. Um, for a reason. There, there's The first half is meant to help people integrate what they believe. It's, it's mm-hmm. almost just a starting place. Let's, ag- let's agree, and we covered this last week, let's, let's agree that we believe these things um, yes. and what should they mean to our work. But the second half of the book is really meant to anchor your daily experience um, mm-hmm. and the work of your life in that. And so, and so a- as an anchor can go down, it can come back up. <laughs> and, and, and being attached to your spiritual identity and, and to the quote you read, being believing to yourself that, okay, I can do things that, that, that I don't necessarily feel ready or comfortable with, but I feel called to, yes. and I feel propelled, and I'm connected and anchored in that spirit. And you have to constantly stay in that place. There's work, and that's really what your spiritual practice is for. Mm-hmm. And so the book is not to define your spiritual practice. It's to say, this is how your spiritual practice should help anchor you. And yes. so when you go off and you meditate or you pray or you study or you do whatever it is you do to stay anchored to your spiritual identity, it is what will keep you anchored into, oh, I can do this work still. Oh I, oh, I now have the energy or I now have the ability to at least bear the fear or, or bear the transparency or whatever particular challenge you're being called to get through to get your life's work done. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always go back to your spiritual practice to, to draw um, that, that ability. Yes. I feel like most of my work has been grounding these principles in my life, letting them really go deep and grow roots in the world. And as I've done that, my life has become a lot more grace-filled and easy and successful. So um, just like, you know, a a sapling is going to be uprooted, a redwood tree that's very grounded and anchored is going to be able to sustain, you know, um, the storms and and the challenges of of life. So Mm -hmm. I love that you're really getting into this, what it means to be anchored and how we can do it. So, Courtney, would you like to go into some of the chapters briefly in regards to how we can get anchored and what that really, really means? Yes. So there's a part... um, a little later in the book uh, that starts the the concept of the classroom of work. Um, And to your point, there's a lot of different ways where you can practice your spiritual beliefs and deepen them. Um, And the classroom of work is is frankly just one of them. Uh, The the book lays out there's all kinds of classrooms, classrooms of parenting and marriage and the classroom of grief even. Um, There are certain spaces in life where you are tested on your ability to surrender or be patient or love or show up with power. Um, And work is one of those spaces that's not meant to to be 
where your spiritual beliefs are coming from. They're, they're meant where you get to practice them, where you get to mm-hmm. test them, where you get to show up and say, um, am I really willing to risk uncertainty? Am I really willing to make changes in my life? Am I frankly willing to stay in dialogue with, with God or the universe or where however your beliefs anchor you? And so the three lessons in the book that are, that are laid out, I just said them um, most prominently, is that ability to say, how do I discern where to go next? How do I discern what I want to do and how I want to do it? Or get inspiration for the very next meeting or something tactical. And that is about keeping the spiritual flow around you and work. If you have a dream or a goal or something you deeply feel called to, it's a powerful teacher to say, how do I do this? Not one time, but day in and day out Mm -hmm. and keep looking for direction and keep learning to follow um, and then deal with all that extraordinary uncertainty. Mm. Yeah, to really stay anchored and connected in that space. I think it's really about cultivating, strengthening that spiritual muscle so that we can uh, deal with the challenges of, of life and and not be, I think, uh, uprooted or, I, you know, my show is called Journey to Center. So we can stay in our center despite what's going on. And um, yeah, I think that's the work of a lifetime. Absolutely. For me, and I think I, I share this at some point in the book, I... I, by the time I found my spiritual path, I was almost so weary and, and, and wounded <laughs> from that process uh, that, that just awakening on its own was such a huge transformation for me, such, yeah. such a big moment in my life um, that I expected just that awakening to then transform everything without necessarily doing the work to keep walking that spiritual path, mm-hmm. to, to take mm-hmm. that awakening into the world and, and see what it ultimately created. Um, and so what the world of work provides for us is is a place where we can keep moving through that process where we can say how can i how can i deepen my practice in a practical way not left just in my meditation times or or if there's certain days where you do services uh, how can i actually deepen my practice in every moment of life mm. yeah you know it's like it, it's um is about continuing the journey of expansion and it's sort of like i see it's like moving up a high-rise um, building, moving from the second floor to the fifth floor to the seventh floor. And the landscape looks a little different and each comes with its own set of, I think, challenges. And, uh, but for me, the opportunity to keep going higher is my absolute priority and intention. And I love how your book can help people do that. It's, it's, uh, there's so much depth and, um, there's so much available to support us in regards to going deeper and higher and broader and, uh, create more successful and fulfilled lives. I just absolutely appreciate the work that you've put into this. Thank you. Um, speaking of, of supporting us, one of the ending parts is your work community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that's an important topic for people to think about. There, there are three particular roles, one of which is, is, is quite optional. So the first one is uh, workmates, and those are essentially are life partners that, that really their life's work and your life's work are intertwined together, um, that they 
by necessity, because your life is tied together, they really need to play off of each other. And so when you have someone who's supportive about you wanting to work whole, wanting to at times take risks or grow and expand um, in a way, it, it obviously amplifies what you can get done. And likewise, you amplify their work. Um, with that said, you certainly don't need a workmate to move your life's work to advance your life's work. You just want to be thoughtful about who that person is and the impact they have and vice versa. Um, if you do ultimately have one, though there's certainly plenty of callings and I've seen extraordinary people who, who have who've done better when they could go it alone based on what their callings were. Um, the mm -hmm. second one is uh, what I call sustainers. And so those are people in your spiritual community um, who really share the same values and are trying to live that out. It's quite easy these days to find yourself in an environment where work is glorified, where achievement is glorified. Um, and that can that can unnerve us at times, unanchor us. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it's, it's helpful to have people in your life that you can regularly connect with. They may not be able to mentor you on your particular work path, um, but people that you're able to really talk through, um, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm feeling called to. This is how I'm dealing with my beliefs or, or feeling anchored or not anchored. And, and to be clear, there's just, there's an ebb and flow. There are times where you're just going to feel more anchored than other times. Um, and you need people in your life that will help you, help you come along and, and, and get back to what you believe. Uh, and then the third one is what I call, um, which really are, are, are essentially mentors, um, and they're people that you – have walked this path before that really have taken a spiritual take on their work life. Mm -hmm. um, certainly that's rare, but those people, uh, and I can just sense as I'm talking to you that you're an extraordinary coach in this space, <laughs> those people are going to encourage you. They're going to be willing to accept risks in, in a way that someone else isn't. And so having that positive energy, having that support and guidance that comes from a place of actually understanding what you're trying to, to do with the work of your life um, is, is incredibly critical. Yeah, it really is. I, I see us um, as spiritual rock climbers. There are some people that are ahead of us and some people behind us, and we, we allow ourselves to be lifted up as we lift others up and hopefully, um, yeah, journey towards this higher consciousness and a life of more uh, joy and grace and ease uh, together because we are in this together. And um I love that you are such a touchstone and guiding light for the people that want to go higher, you know, in their careers, but also um, ascend in their consciousness spiritually. It's such a beautiful balance. You really go into uh, the extremes on both directions, which is not normal. It's not usual, <laughs> not average. You're not an average girl, Courtney. <laughs> I know that I'm, as a podcast guest, usually the person who speaks the most, but I'm so curious about your path to working the coach in me. <laughs> is just dying to hear. How has your path towards working whole been? It's been bumpy and lumpy, and it's. And I don't know if this is your experience, Courtney. I'd love to hear it. I mean, I like the Zen teaching. Um, pain is a universal great awakener. So it really took me going off course and life not working at all, where I finally said, I need some freaking help because I can't keep doing this. And it opened me to a very different way of being. You know, it was a, it was a dreadful breakup and a horrible relationship that, really brought me to my knees and took me a very, very, very different direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I, so. my, my story is absolutely similar. Is that right? And <laughs> that it was definitely rocky. I would say the greatest period of awakening for me was as I was going through, I was married for 10 years and I was going through a divorce and uh, also had been feeling stagnant and hated my job for a long time, even though I'd worked very hard to to find myself in this place. It was where I thought I wanted to go. And it was just this moment of, of, I felt so disillusioned about the plans I had made for my life and whether or not I truly knew what I wanted and would ever know. (laughs) And in a way that low moment helped me with, with, uh, in the first episode, what we talked about with humility, it was the first time I got okay, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like it was the first time I was able to fully surrender yes. um, the planner in me, the, um, the, the person that wasn't willing to let go of trying to manipulate a situation. I thought positively, I thought mm-hmm. from a good place. Um, and spiritually it allowed me to grab hold of my spiritual practice that, yep. that, that low point in a way that I, I never had. Um, and it first rippled just through me, just through me and then my relationship to my children. Um, and then ultimately I remarried. And so figuring that out. Um, and then eventually I thought, well, how is this supposed to apply to my work life? I'm still in the same place. It's a comfortable place, but I'm learning that comfort isn't always where I grow the most. And so what does next ultimately look like? Um, and and it, it wasn't one swift move like it isn't for most people when they want to make a career change or they want to make a movement towards work they enjoy more. But it was a series of I'm going to start showing up honestly. I'm going to start putting who I fully am, which, which frankly includes my spiritual beliefs, um, out in the open. And though that might diminish my brand in some spaces since I'm in such a a business heavy world. Um, I know it'll attract what I'm meant to experience in this life. And ultimately it has. Yeah. I've had many, many, many different careers and it looks like there's more on the horizon. I've been a hairdresser, I've been a makeup artist, I've been a massage therapist, I've been a hypnotherapist, got my master's in spiritual psychology. Now I'm a counselor and now I'm moving more into um, philanthropy. So it's, it's a constant flow and I allow life to inform me and I really am listening more to my joy. I'm not shooting on myself so Mm -hmm. much anymore. I'm trusting the process, cultivating my faith and allowing it to be a dance and a relationship with life and the universe. And I'm really not in control at all. And it used to be so scary and now it's such a relief. Yes, yes. And it's why I I resist sometimes the idea of a calling um, because of the path you just described. Mm -hmm. The point is to live called. It's not. Oh, that's so beautiful! Oh my gosh, not calling (laughs) but live called. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) It is exactly what you're doing. I I I get chills even thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) No idea, but I'm just kind of going with the flow and living called. That's so beautiful. So here's another quote I just have to share because it just blows my mind. Spiritual transformation is what we want, but transcending our human self for a life of purpose is why we want it. I'm like, bam, mic drop. That's why we want it. We want to transcend this experience of being human. I think that's so beautiful. And I think your book really supports people in being able to um, make this journey with, with incredible guidance and love and 
profound wisdom. So Courtney, tell people where they can get a copy of your book or connect with you, because I think this is such a beautiful tool if people really want to go higher in their reality. You can get a copy of my book on Amazon or anywhere that online books are sold. It's, again, Working Whole, How to Unite Your Spiritual Beliefs and Your Work to Live Fulfilled. You can also connect with me on uh, simplyservice.org, and all of my social media information can be found there as well. Um, And I write weekly for Forbes.com about core values and relationships and work-related topics, so you can follow me there as well. You are so cool. (laughs) Okay, we just have like two minutes left here, Courtney. Are there any final words of wisdom? Do you have a message that you'd like to leave our listeners with? What would you like to say to put a bow on our lovely time together here today? So the only thing that comes to mind is uh, there's a mantra in the book. I think it's in the the patience chapter um, where it says... um, I I trust that the right opportunities are coming my way, and I trust in the process of life. Um, and I say that phrase to myself quite frequently. Um, it, it is often the ambiguity of moving towards a calling that is hardest. There, there's pieces of it you can see, and there's pieces of it you're never going to be able to see, which is just how life works. Um, and so trusting in the process of life, trusting that the right things will come your way um, is, is really a huge energetic shift that I hope uh, listeners will make. Oh, I love that so much. And I absolutely agree. I think if we can relax and know we are loved and that we are worthy of the love of the universe, of God, of the divine, then we can um, enjoy the journey and allow ourselves to be informed and carried on the current that is meant for us. So, Courtney, thank you so much for saying uh, yes to these shows here today. You are a blessing and a gift. And to my listeners, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day. You are such a profound, energetic blessing and gift to me and to our network, Empower Radio. Please be in touch with me if you have thoughts, ideas, show ideas. If there's anything you want to share, I would love to hear from you. Tammy B, PhD at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook or Instagram. And just know that you are in our hearts and our prayers and that we are sending you blessings for grace, ease, success, prosperity, and profound love. Take good, gentle care of yourself. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Onward and upward. Bye for now. 